Grace to you and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus is teaching on the Sabbath in the synagogue. Maybe he's teaching Isaiah and saying, Remove the yoke from among you. Repair the breach, all those wonderful things in that reading this morning. That he loved teaching is really kind of cool to remember. We have so many teachers here, and right now, so many students going back. He glances around the group, like any good teachers, making eye contact with the students, And he sees this woman who's not making eye contact at all because she is bent over, folded in on herself with her eyes on the ground and pain lines etched around her mouth. But Jesus sees her, not bent and broken, but sees her in her potential, in the fullness of her being. And calls to her and says, Woman, you are set free. And my God, what is her response? Notice she's not critiquing the lesson plan or the lecturer. She just stands up straight in sheer joy, in elation, delight and praise, bubbling up, overflowing out of her so much so that the people all around her get delighted in the Lord too. It is a moment. Now, the priests and the vestry, they freak out and say, what is going on? We're supposed to be reading the Torah And the teacher's supposed to be teaching the lesson plan. And then we're supposed to mumble our prayers and shuffle along out of here having done our duty. Being cured's not in the bulletin. (laughs) And nobody's supposed to get set free from bondage today. We just study about things like being freed and healed, and being God's beloved. It's not supposed to break loose here among us. What do you say? Here? Among us? Every month, a vestry member at what is primarily a business meeting, gives a meditation. First thing on the agenda. And I'm telling you, those lawyers and Pharisees, they give us a little moment. This last month, this month, Leighton Stratman described a long-ago encounter on a beach of a holy island off the coast of Scotland. 
a stranger out of nowhere with no introduction of any kind just came up to him and asked him, what do you believe? Leighton said, God knows what I said back. And then the stranger said to him, it's what you make of it, I suppose. It is what you make of it. I've been thinking about that in one of the most unexpected seasons of my life when I wash up on this shore here amongst all you vibrant people in all of my almost 69-year-old frailties and glories. And here's what I've come up with. Every moment of this transition season, indeed of our whole lives, which turn out to be one transition after another, will be what you and I and the grace of Christ make of it. I think of a man, Jim Ayers, who was a member here forever. He was bent sideways with a brain injury, and he couldn't talk clearly. And to tell the truth, I never tried to engage with him very hard. As he lay dying in the nursing home a couple of weeks ago, his social worker, an extraordinary Jewish cherubim named Nancy, and you guys who took him communion for 15 years, well, you just lit me up with memories of encounters with Jim, his sunniness and kindness and wit, all you saw which I had missed. For every relationship is going to be what we make of it. I think of a little boy devastated by one parent's abandonment who, surrounded by parish love, became the heart and soul of his youth group. And next month, I'll preach at his priest ordination in Tennessee, fresh out of Yale. That's what he made of it. I think of the bent-over couple who told God they'd do anything if he came out the other side of his hideous alcoholism. And what they made of that was they became the backbone of hospice volunteers, and he became a sponsor of sponsors. That's what they made of it. I think of a woman who who made of a brutal mugging this summer a holy response. She said no to fear. She claimed her strength. She gave thanks for those, including some of you around her, who surrounded her with love. The guy got her purse, but not her humanity not her purse of unstealable treasures, for even every terrible moment will be what you and the grace of Christ make of it. I hesitated to tell you this one because it's so stereotypical. So I want you to look around at the women of All Saints and realize I am not typical. 
Your senior warden and I, when we first talked about me coming, I said, Ken, let me tell you something. All numbers look like snakes to me. And he said, well, numbers don't look like snakes to me, so I'll do that part. Lucky for y'all. But then Ken said, let me tell you something. I don't do touchy-feely. And I said, Ken, I kind of could have guessed. I'll do that part. And we are making something of it. Well, at the 9 o'clock, guess who showed up? Some of you will know him. Blessed George Alexander, priest of this parish. And in this sermon, I had, have, that I received this stunning letter from George, who is the first and to date only African-American staff priest at All Saints. We're blessed to have Emmanuel, who is a student here at Columbia, and he comes and is with us during the student years. But George was here full-time on staff during my, my time. He wrote me of his profound delight that Kim Jackson will soon be among us. And he named you, you, one by one, remembering your hospitality to him and Norma and what many of you and George made of our lay pastoral care, organizational structures that continue and bless us to this day, And let me tell you, right now, thanks be any season, thanks be to God, but really thanks be to God right now. I think of the priests who worship in this congregation, who've looked up and seen Tim and me and offered themselves. I see Denny Moss right now. We have four of our senior priests who are helping us with on-call. Because they know what this season is like for staff and priests as fall is coming on. And they're there helping us make something of it. And today, you know, we're we're just looking for blessings everywhere we turn. Stephanie, we knew, would be here. And after a really rough week as a chaplain at St. Martin's School, here she is on Sunday. Thank you. And here's your old friend John Herring, just blew in for a baptism. (laughs) And we put him to work. Let's see, have I left anybody out? There's David Moss back there who helps us so many Sundays and Emmanuel. And it's just, we're going to, we're going to make something of it. All the parishioners especially I just want to say to you, all of you have said to me, who have said to me, hey, now remember, we are all saints. Let me see if you can say that. We are all saints. 
Oh, that sounded really good. And it's so true. So what will we make of this transition season? After 31 years of priests have said really good, good, good goodbyes. And maybe right this second you are missing them, which is holy. But I trust we will not make of this season a time of anxiety or disengagement. I trust here comes a time of friendship, of stepping up for kindness ship, of all in it together ship. It is a real good season to be baptized, to be here, beautiful young woman, among the saints. And what we will make of it, us and the the power and grace of Christ, well, what will we make of it? Amen.